At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Check your feelings at the door. Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? Every single week, quote unquote, good NFL teams are taking bad losses. So now, who is the best team in the league and who will be the last man standing? The college football coaching carousel is going on. So many jobs open. And stop mentioning Kellen Moore's name, people. He's not taking your college football job. So stop doing it. Uh, The Golden State Warriors are scary. They are the best team in the NBA. And they don't even have Klay Thompson and Wiseman back yet. Can you say championship? Actually, no, because the Lakers are still going to win the West and the championship. Um, Adele steals two hours of our time last night. Why is she so intriguing? Why? And I don't mean that in a bad way. And, of course, the best of social media where we literally show you the best things from social media. 
I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. Um, So, oh, you guys, leave a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, give it a thumbs up, like, all of that stuff. But most importantly, share. And you can get a hold of us, 818-293-7547. That's 818-293-7547. Or shoot us an email, imad, I-M-M-A-D, at unafraidshow.com. All right, Ralph, now that we got the business out of the way, first of all, what is that ugly hat that you're wearing? The Oklahoma State. The Cowboys. If my if my cowboys up here, the Wyoming Cowboys, if they can't do uh, what I need them to do, then I gotta rock with these other cowboys that are in the college football playoff hunt right now. If also you, the hat was free, and I know a, three kids on the team. If you have an Oklahoma State hat, it should automatically come with a mullet hanging out hanging out the back. Okay, okay. I don't. I I uh, I, I rocked a mullet for all of like second grade. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a photo, for sure. Yeah, I, it wasn't by my choice. I was I about to, to say, that, but but why though? <laughs> All right. I don't know. I think it's because my parents were watching Full House, and they just copied what Danny Tanner was doing yeah. at the time. I think they went to Great Clips and said, "Give him the Danny Tanner." Yep. All right. Um. Now, okay, we will start though with the NFL. The NFL has. You know, some really good teams. You got the Cowboys. You got the Rams. You have the Buffalo Bills, who may not be running away with their division right now because the Patriots are getting damn good. Um, The Tennessee Titans, the uh, Raiders, the Chargers. All of these teams have terrible losses, Ralph. So now, like, how are we – the Dallas Cowboys, too – how are we supposed to determine who the best team in the NBA is? I'm sorry, in the NFL is if we can't even get teams to beat the teams they're supposed to beat. Well, it's not just it's not, it's not just like they're out there losing by a field goal because they had one off night. We're talking about teams that look fantastic outside of one or two results getting wrecked. By the two, Ra- three, oh, four, you, oh, you five mean, like, scores. The Ravens getting wrecked by the Bengals forty-one to seventeen, and then losing to the Dolphins twenty-two to ten. I'm talking about the Cardinals being down thirty-one to three to the Panthers, who scored six points the week before at home. <laughs> I'm talking about the Cowboys taking a week off against the Broncos right after they lost Von Miller. Right. I'm talking what? about the. the the season opener for the Packers that had people wondering if Aaron Rodgers was done. Uh, I'm, three. Yeah. The uh, I'm talking about Tom Brady's worst ever game after a bye in his career, losing to the Washington football team yesterday. Oh, it's oh, a mess, and, dude. And then how about Kansas city who already lost to the Ravens, chargers, bills and Titans, but now they're back in the, division lead in the it, AFC West. But it turns out all their losses are to competitive teams. I know the Chargers have hit a rough skid, but when you look at the Chiefs, you're like, oh, no, they just didn't have their shit together while all these other NFL teams were actually pretty good. <laughs> like, I don't I, I, I don't look at the, the, the Chiefs record. And P.S., 
if we could just stop on this chief subject for one second, I don't have a single issue with Pat Mahomes wife. She rocks for her man. She is very online, despite the fact that none of us should have this much access to each other. She gets more hate than anybody I've ever seen. Bruh, and uh, the the only person that gets more more hate probably is is RG 3s wife. Yeah, but is she out there like tweeting about RG 3s like tweeting his Baylor highlights? <laughs> well, true. No, no. Like she tweeted Pat Mahomes throwing a left hand pass last night. A video of Pat Mahomes throwing a left handed pass. And saying like whoever said that uh, Pat was done. I think she was referencing maybe something Ryan Clark said on ESPN. But she was like whoever said he was done is ridiculous. And then all her replies are like the the Rock video. You know that the one I'm talking about. No, which which one? <laughs> Shut up, bitch! Oh, oh my god! <laughs> she people are aggressive toward her, man. And I, I that, that's it's just because it. like, she's a woman. First thing. Because because Twitter Twitter fingers get a little bigger and bolder when they're talking to women than when they're talking to men. First thing, and the second thing is they hate Patrick Mahomes. They okay. There's a portion of people that hate that Patrick Mahomes is with a white woman. That's the first thing. There's a portion of the population that just hates that she's a woman. They they hate his team. And they're like, shut up, go, you shouldn't be out here. But in reality, isn't that what LeBron does? Isn't that what most spouses do when when their significant other does something great? They promote it, they talk about it. She is definitely in Aisha Curry territory. Which is dope. I am, dude. I know you're the, you're the biggest Aisha Curry fan in the world. I'm I'm saying like I'm ambivalent to it. Why does it bother people that the 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 people in somebody's life advocate for that person? Like that's don't follow her natural. if you don't like the content. Yeah, I don't know. Will you think you're going to be the person to chase Pat Mahomes' girl off the internet? Like I don't. Like do you no. do you if do you, you can't see? chase his brother off the internet, then you damn sure can't chase her off the internet. I came up watching Arizona Cardinals games where Larry Fitzgerald's brother Marcus <laughs> was like in the early days of Twitter when you could say whatever and it wouldn't really come back to to bite you. We're talking like oh nine through two thousand fifteen sixteen. Marcus Fitzgerald would be on <laughs> Marcus Fitzgerald would be on Twitter every Sunday saying like, if you're not going to throw to him, trade him. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and, and and nobody I mean, picked it up. Not big. I'm I'm just noticing that like uh, he he definitely got less heat than than Aisha Curry used to get when she go after the refs or 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 uh, um, Brittany Mahomes. I'm I'm just guessing that I don't know if she changed her last name or I just know her first name's Brittany and I see her stuff come across my timeline all the time when people are uh, absolutely destroying her in in her mentions. Um, but I, I, it just reminds me very much of like Pat Mahomes is winning. Steph Curry was winning. The spouse is very online and the hate is just, I, I think it's just a matter of time before she jumps off Twitter altogether, which is probably for the best at this point. Cause that place is a hellhole. <laughs> and that's where we live. Uh, but, um, but okay, which so- one of these, which one of these bad losses concerns you the most? I said, we were going to rank the bad losses, oh, but like wh- the- which one of them, sticks out to you as like this team got exposed it is by far by far 
the Bills versus the Jaguars by far. And that's because some of these teams I didn't think were that good anyway. Like, like I think that the Cowboys loss was just them just not showing up, but, but also showing that they're not like, they can't just roll their helmets out and win. Um, yeah, so so I think the Bills lost because it was just because they're in a position now where they they're going to be in a dog fight in this division now. Like it like it's not just a layup like we thought it was going to be. Like this is not the same thing that's going on in the AFC South right now or the or the NFC East. Or even the NFC North where, yeah, where the Packers are eight and two. And then the next closest team is the Vikings at four and five. So that's the, I think that that's the difference is that, is that the other teams that have taken bad losses aren't necessarily in tight division races. And I'm going to give the Tampa Bay Buccaneers a mulligan only because they just won the championship. They have all their starters and Tom Brady peaks at the end of the year. So that concerns me the least. I don't know if I am overly concerned with any of them to be fully honest with you. And, and here's, here's my reasoning. Um, a lot of these upper echelon teams are going to earn home games in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the Cowboys are seven and two that loss to Denver was egregious, but I think it was on the road. Was it not? And it was the, coming uh, off. Dick no, injury. no, the, uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys game. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, okay, Cowboys so lost I, to Denver at home. Right. Okay. So I, that would be the one that concerned me if they didn't beat Atlanta by five scores uh, this week. Yeah, right. that they, was just got, a wake-up call for him. Exactly. They pulled it back together. I'm I'm not as concerned with the Cardinals because they're 5-0 and on the road, and they did this without their number one running back and number one quarterback. Obviously, like the defensive laps and then the emotion of Cam Newton uh, returning and then also Hassan Reddick's return to well, Arizona. I, they, they shouldn't – it should not have looked as bad as it looked, but at the same time, it, it – I don't yeah, think it's completely that, indicative of who they are as a team. See, that loss didn't concern me at all for Arizona. because Not even a teeny tiny bit. They played without their quarterback and without Hopkins, but more, more so without their quarterback. And they were playing against the best defense in the NFL. So if you play against the best defense in the NFL with your backup quarterback, he's going to struggle. And then Carolina got competent offense for a change with uh with Cam Newton and uh and PJ Walker. So that created a situation to where like you just weren't going to be able to win that game. So had yeah. they lost that game and Kyler Murray was quarterbacking, then it would have been a, a big deal to me. Yeah, and I, I'm not, the Packers is maybe the team I'm least worried about because their big loss came in week 1. Yeah, uh, they lost to the Chiefs, but they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, and I think they've only given up twenty eight points in the last three weeks. Yeah, they they haven't played. Uh, so the Packers the last three weeks have played uh, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, and the, and Cardinals. the Cardinals. So they gave up twenty one. 
for 30, uh, 35 points over three games? No, 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 no. 40, uh, 51. Man, I am terrible at math. Wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because they gave up zero. Then they gave up 13. 34 points. Yes, 34 <laughs> points. Good God. Okay. And 44 points over the last four weeks. They're, like the defense, the Packers defense, we thought might be the weak link, and they're actually one of Especially the better defenses with their, in the entire NFL. Yeah. Yeah. But Tampa Bay, I would say maybe I'm worried about them because of all of the injuries and the age and maybe the um, – striking out on you know not not bringing being able to bring in odell but then at the same time i look at it and i'm like this division they're they're gonna coast like they're gonna beat the saints are are uh, um beat up the panthers are beat up the falcons are trash so i'm not i'm not necessarily worried about if we're talking about like which one is most alarming to their super bowl chances um i would say that that maybe the buccaneers would be the most concerning but at I, I see you bring up the Bills, but even in that loss to Jacksonville, the defense balled out. So it was only one side of the ball. So if we're getting back onto this topic, George, of you saying, oh, the real Josh Allen showed up, and that's why they lost on the road at, at, at Jacksonville. I, I did not say that. I, so I what's just, the issue? What? Because, again, their defense didn't allow a touchdown against Jacksonville. Yeah, which is which is good, but the but the fact that Josh Allen had a few bad plays, the only thing that concerns me about it is that they feel vulnerable. Like that that they don't feel as that well that if they don't get the one seed in in the playoffs, then then they're not going to have a bye. Then I think that they can lose their first round playoff game even even if it's against a team that is clearly inferior because they just feel like a team that could lay down a clunker and they are not the only team so so it's not just them I'm just more concerned about that Jacksonville loss because Jacksonville is so bad like that that's like that the fact that they didn't score a touchdown and Josh Allen made some bad plays like the the interceptions that like it they were both bad so that's the thing that concerns me is that is that I feel like that the wiring can come undone from from uh, because I do believe that he's a really good quarterback now. Like all that talk is done, but but sometimes he will glit, glitch out. It's like you know, like yeah. occasionally water gets spilled on the keyboard, and then he's got to get it back together. I would say I would say that I'd see where you're coming from, but if you take their last six games and you just throw out the the Jaguars result. They're averaging 37 points a game. Yeah. that. So, like, to me, five games out of six tells more of a story than one game out of six, especially when those five games, they're averaging over five touchdowns a game. Well, we were just talking about the bad the bad losses. <laughs> um, at Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, uh, the next thing up, uh, college football. The coaching carousel is in full swing. You have USC is open. LSU is already open. It seems pretty clear that Florida is going to be open. Washington is going to be open. Uh, Washington's already open. Uh, Washington State's already open. Virginia Tech may be open. Miami, Florida, I was sorry, Miami, FIU, And then that could lead to Penn State, Iowa State, and Cincinnati all being open. So I just want to give a public service announcement to all of these teams' fan bases because I go out and I look at your message boards. I see what your mods are putting out about the potential candidates for your job. Every single one of these uh, teams has the same exact coaches. And one of them that all of them has mentioned is Kellen Moore, uh, offensive coordinator for the Cowboys. People, stop mentioning Kellen Moore's name for college football jobs. He's not taking it. He's a $2 million man with the Cowboys, and he's in line to be an NFL head coach. And here's the thing. I know I'm a huge college football fan, but here's the truth. NFL coaches do not want to be college football coaches because it doesn't matter how much money that you try to give them. 
because they don't want to recruit. And Kellen Moore has never recruited. He just hears horror stories. And guess what? NFL coaches have time off. They can actually go spend time with their family, go on vacation without a recruit being like, hey, yo, I need to come on an unofficial. Or like, or have to worry about grades and school and all of that. They do not want to do it, people. Kellen Moore's not taking your job. <laughs> is that is is that clear enough? That's uh that that's pretty clear. I I'm having a hard time because it, there are just there there are so many openings, plus the potential for even more openings in college football. But there's not a ton of great candidates in the pool this year. It would be like if there were a ton of NBA teams that all tanked in a bad NBA draft year. <laughs> like oh my that's God, where we actually have to hire black people. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> they might actually have to dig deep into the pool and, and, and not try to pick up retreads. Oh, hire Marcus Freeman, hire the litany, the, the laundry list of black assistant coaches. Well, they haven't Hit been coordinated. Brennan Marion, please. Bruh. Like there are an extensive list. Go hire them. Like instead of hiring these retreads, because people keep talking about, oh, man, we want an experienced head coach and all this stuff. I get it. Right. But look at the lack of was was Dabo Sweeney a head coach prior. Uh, No, no, I don't think he was. No, no. What was Lincoln Riley a head coach prior? Wait. No, he was an OC at Co- East Carolina. Correct. Correct. It, the, and there are countless other examples of of that. Like of was was Ryan Day a head coach first? No. 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 Like the the idea that you some kind of way have to be a head coach first. Oh, is how about Dave Aranda down at down at Baylor? Right. Right. Bro, pe- people, they throw out these silly things. Well, we, we need a guy with head coach. No, you need a good football coach. That's what you need. Yeah, it, it's just it's tough because you get the boosters involved and they have names that they like and they're not necessarily always super educated on the process. Um, what What's interesting to me is you have, you know, so often you'll have these lesser teams have – good year and lesser i mean like group of five teams have big years and then people will come in and they'll vulture those coaches away sometimes they work out sometimes they don't like justin fuente at virginia tech he might be losing his job but yep. he's one of those guys that, that you came in and they scooped out mike norvell at memphis yep. all that stuff this year there's not a ton of those available because even the teams that are having really good years at a group of five level uh like luke fickle that team might be moving to a power five. He might stick because yeah. he might be able to cash in over time and stay in Ohio where he's from. Uh, uh, San Diego state is balling out right now. Is anybody going to hire Brady Hoke to make a return? Nope. After. Yeah. So he's probably, you know, in some of these group of five schools, it, it actually behooves them to land, uh, um, some of these guys that have maybe yeah, some out of the retreads, yeah, um, because it, here's the thing that coaches have figured out. It took them a long time to figure this out. Is that 
job hopping because one place is supposedly better is not the op is not always the optimal option because of two reasons. Number one, the first thing is, is that they understand the value of job stability, job stability that you can make close to the same amount of money. You have you clearly have a good roster and a good team and are winning. That's why people are trying to hire you away. So now you're supposed to go to a the second reason, a bad team. So you right. mean to tell me, right? So Penn State is in the top 10 in recruiting. Right? So now James Every Franklin. Year. Yes. Every year they are. So you mean to tell me that James Franklin, and, and mind you, he may would be willing to leave Penn State where he's having some success and people are like, yeah, but he's got to go up against Ohio State and Michigan every year. Um, well, if you come to the Pac-12, Pac Oregon's sitting right there, buddy. They're not <laughs> there. You, you still got to run up against the brick wall. And, the, and at USC, they are a rebuild. Like, does anybody, it's like people don't understand this. So you're going to go to USC. People are going to, on a depleted roster, people are going to think that you have magic juice and are going to be able to win immediately, and it doesn't work like that. So then after two years, you're going to be on the freaking hot seat, and now you don't even have full recruiting classes in because the first one is done. Their, their best recruit, Damani Jackson, just decommitted. And now their quarterback, Devin Brown, may decommit too. Bro, like, what? <laughs> this is a rebuild. And so you're going to throw away all this good work that you've built and are on the cusp of doing something great to come rebuild something? All right. All right. Right. And then you have guys that have actually built something and part of me is like, use that as leverage. Use that as leverage to 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 lock yourself into your situation and continue. You yep. know, you don't need to throw it all away for a new challenge. Dave Clawson at Wake Forest, get new get facilities. locked in, get yeah, new facilities, like, get new, get whatever. Because at those places, you can get what you want the majority of time. They'll be like, we don't want to lose our football coach, and that that's why they keep giving these coaches these extensions. And you're like, for what? They paid half a billion dollars in buyout money over the last 10 years in college football. And you're like, right. you keep giving extensions for people who are going to leave. Or right. you keep giving <laughs> extensions to people before they prove that they can do it. It's it's like, bro, it's oh my God, bro. It, it's it, it's like you, your your last coach was failing, new coach come comes in. So let's say you went. Six and six, fire the coach. Next season, if they go nine and nine and three, give him an extension. You're like, what? He hasn't even recruited multiple classes. He hasn't shown that he can do it time and time again. Bro, it's asinine. I don't think James Franklin should leave. I don't think Pat Narduzzi should leave. I don't think Dave Clawson should leave. I don't think Matt Campbell should leave because they're about to be the class of the Big 12, right? Like, yep. I don't think Luke Fickle should leave. He built something special. He should hold out until that Ohio State job, job comes, comes open. open. Yep. Um, 
you you have votes of confidence for guys like Mike Norvell is going to get another year. Scott Frost is going to get another year. So you know that if those jobs, those things don't go well, those jobs might come open next year. So like, there's always going to be jobs opening. If you, if you have a good thing going, you should stick with it at the same time, at the same time, take the temperature in the room. Because if you fire your head coach right right now, where do you fall in the pecking order? You got USC and LSU. Florida's going to be up there. Washington, Virginia mm-hmm. Tech, Washington State, Miami should be even higher. Where where the hell do you find a coach then that, that fix your quote-unquote criteria? And people always, they think that the next head coach is going to be the best head coach. Sometimes you end up in a situation like Texas where you end up with Sark. I went through that with, with Oregon. So you have Chip Kelly leaves, Mark Helfrich come, comes in, program starts tanking, all sorts of crazy stuff going on. He lost the team. He's a nice man. Nothing bad to say about him as a human being. But And he may be a great head coach again if he does – if he gets another opportunity, because sometimes you learn things and you figure out how, how to do it. So I'm not knocking that Uh, And then you get Willie Taggart in that didn't work out. And then, so like you can find yourself on a, on a real spiral <laughs> and then, and then <clears throat> you may not get lucky and have a crystal ball walk through the door and it turned out to be be good. Sometimes you got to just build with what you got instead of trying to bigger better deal everything. I 100% agree and also at the same time I I am curious is there any single name any name at the NFL level that you think would be better suited to drop down to the college ranks right now? No. Not a one. Matt Rule's doing well in in Carolina. There is like what uh, you don't who, think Joe Brady's going to leave? Why, dude? Um, his his offense looks I'm looks gonna, good with a competent quarterback. So and Joe Brady, dude. That's the thing that people don't understand is that yes, people dream about being in the NFL, and then some of them like Nick Saban, they go and they're like, ah, this ain't for me. But at the same time, recruiting has changed. Because of social media, coaches literally have to answer their DMs every single day. There are no off days from recruiting if you want to be great. That means that if you literally, if if Kirby Smart is in, I don't even know if he could do this because of the potential for it to, to happen. If Kirby Smart were in Italy, right? Yep. O- on vacation with his family. And Ark Manning called and was like, yo, man, I want to come see Georgia. This is my only weekend. Uh, I need to come this weekend. Guess where Kirby Smart will will be when when Ark Manning shows up? You don't got to. Like, I have a real world example of this. I remember when I was covering Arizona State, Todd Graham talked about going on a European vacation with Mike Norvell, who's the current head coach of Florida State. It was his offensive coordinator at the time. The wives made uh mike and todd agree to to like actually take the vacation right yeah what did they spend their whole vacation doing sneaking off to like dm and text recruits and stuff like that yep and when mike norvell left and took the head coaching job at memphis 
that like love of recruiting that desire to recruit the two people making themselves sharper, challenging each other and everything like that, that went away for Todd Graham. He kind of like fell out of love with the idea of being online 24 seven, trying to get kids two years later, he's unemployed. So like you have to be on all the time. You have to love it. You have to be a weirdo. You got to be Jim Harbaugh level. Uh, Like you, you have to have to be a maniac. Yes. Re- re- recruiting because because recruiting, the better you recruit, the less good of a head coach that you have to be or a position coach. So now of these head coach openings, Ralph, so let, yeah. I, I think we can pretty much after this Sanford weekend say that. um That Florida is going to be open. Mm-hmm. OK, so now out of USC, Florida. LSU. UW and Miami because we don't need to put Washington State and Virginia Tech in there because I think they're all better. But um, which? How would you rank those five openings? Oof. Um, LSU one like because far and their away. Rosters better. Yes. The ros the rosters better. The the immediate r- recruiting territory is much more fertile. The conference is what the conference is. The last three coaches that have been there have all won national championships. The money is going to set your grandkids up for life like that. That by far is number one. And I would actually like, and this might sound crazy, but, and then I would have Washington uh, and Florida, maybe on the same level. And then us, I'd have USC below. Florida and and Washington. And then where where would you put Miami? I think it's a bad job. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I I would honestly take the job in Blacksburg at Virginia Tech before I would take the Miami job probably. And I think the there's a really good possibility, and I'll I'll come I'll come back and screen clip this when it actually goes down. There's a really good possibility that the hottest name in all of college football even though that job's not open yet, could end up in Blacksburg. Whoa. Okay. Um, I think you know who I'm talking about, yes, but we'll I know go exactly back. Who you're talking about. We will go back when, when this is all said and done. But if, the if idea, though, that you would put USC behind Florida and Washington, why? Uh, I, because what you need um, as a coach is you need at least five years. You need at least five years, which is why I appreciate the whole situation with Nebraska and Scott Frost. Because yeah, you need to be able. They're close, to, bro. They're real yeah, close. I agree. So I think you need to build. You need time to to build what it is that you're going to build. You need the fan base to be grateful that you are there, so that you at least get the couple of your buffer to yeah. work things out so uh like look at what's happening um and this isn't even somebody they were excited about hiring but if you look at what's happening in tucson with jed fish they're one and eight and the fans are just grateful to have him yeah because he's doing a lot of the things that they wished other previous head coaches would do he's you know he's keeping their name out of the news for dumb stuff um which was an issue under rich rod he is actually like it, it enjoyable uh, to have around the facilities, which is something they were missing with Sumlin. And so, you know, y- you have this situation where they're one and eight, 
but they almost beat Utah. So they're grateful to have him around. You, you need that. You need that gratitude from the fans that they're going to give you space, especially early on. Um, and then you need, you need uh, ties to the community. And there's just not a lot of people right now that are super plugged in, in the LA area yeah. that are available to, to USC. The expectations of the fans are wild. Um, they're not going to have a lot of patience. The only way that you'll get any patience from USC fans is if they bring in either a known commodity, like someone that is within the, the USC family, which is probably not a good Dude, idea. They're not going to give anybody any patience. <clears throat> right. They, or they, or they you bring in such a big name that they say like, oh, this guy knows better than us. And yeah. I mean, wh- that have to be a huge name. Like that would have to be going and getting Pete Carroll back. That's how big of a name we're talking. Uh, e- in even- order to get any room to do what it is you're going to do. Yep. Now that makes sense. Um, like Mario Cristobal or Nick Saban, like dumb, dumb names that they're not going to get. That's what we're talking. And and so to me, that's why that job is kind of a toxic situation right now. That makes sense. Uh, there's no toxicity in San Francisco. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are the best team in the NBA. They are lighting it up. Steph is going crazy. And, bro, when you – I remember we talked about this last year. I was like, that the Golden State Warriors, who are now 11-2, and two, I said that they were going to immediately when, – when when Clay was out for the year and Kevin Durant left and then Steph got, got hurt, I was like, bro, this team is right where they want to be. They are – they're g- going to get a top pick in the N- NBA draft – and then they're adding that to a roster. And then all of the developmental guys like Toscano Anderson and other people, they got a pool. They got a chance to play a lot and get better because they, they were a G League team. Yeah. And now they come back. All those dudes are better. Steph's back playing with a smile on his face. They don't even have James Wiseman and Klay Thompson back. They add them. To the best team in the NBA right now, Ralph. I, th- this is unfair. And even as a Lakers fan, I when 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 my Lakers were bad, I like adopted the Warriors as my as my team that I like rooted for in the playoffs. And they're fun to watch, bro. I cannot not watch the Warriors. They it's the most entertaining basketball I've seen like since the Heatles were playing, and then since. Like the Spurs were were playing because they played great basketball the way it's supposed to be played, passing, cutting, all this stuff. I love it, bro. Yeah, it it, it is cool. It's like Steph took two years off to go play baseball, like Jordan, but still played basketball. It <laughs> <laughs> was the best player. It was the best scorer yeah. in the NBA. <laughs> well, I knew the NBA was in deep shit when this team took the preseason seriously. <laughs> Yeah, they were like, like, we not, we not, we're not losing, homie. No, they were undefeated. They went yeah. undefeated through the preseason. They're eleven and two, and the difference between being thirteen and zero is like four shots going in. Yeah, bro, That's it. their their point di- differential, dude. There is not a team in the NBA, not one. No, oh, no, I'm sorry. There is one that if you doubled their point differential, 
on the season that it would equal the, or sorry, it would better the Warriors. And that is the, uh, the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz point differential on the season is plus 6.7 points per game. The Warriors yeah. are plus 13.3. They're not even going to be playing fourth quarters again this year, Ralph. Yeah, and it's so... <laughs> and it's I know the, the beginning of their schedule's been a little bit soft, but still. Who, the the Warriors? Yeah. I mean, kind of, but at the same time, we'll, we'll, we'll find out because they got the, the Nets tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, they're, they're at the Nets tomorrow, but they opened up beating the Lakers they they and, and the Clippers. Oh, true. Um, you know, they the, the Hornets aren't terrible. Uh, they did lose to the Hornets, but when they got the Hornets at home, they blew them out. And so it, it hasn't been the most impressive, but that that's a big part of, of success in the NBA is beating the teams that you're supposed to beat and, and looking like a complete team while doing it. But they're not even a complete team. And I know that people will argue that maybe the Utah Jazz are the best team in the NBA. They're definitely the best constructed. They're the Cadillac, right? But we're talking about the Golden State Warriors being the Ferrari and the engine's about to get turbocharged. <laughs> so it is really tough for me, especially as a Suns fan. And, 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 and knowing, knowing that the Suns are legit is helpful. Like, you know, because it, sometimes you're like, did we dream last year? Did we dream the undefeated bubble? You know, but they're, they're, they're for real. They've won eight in yeah. a row. Um, and they're doing a lot of it without DeAndre Ayton. And so like, it's like, okay, so the Suns are for real. That's good. Then I look at the, at, at the Warriors and I'm like, oh, that, they're for real, for real. Like, yeah. that it's going to take some sort of nonsense to keep them from a 65 win season. Oh, yeah. And it's just cool to see because a lot of teams, if they went through what the Warriors went through, would blow it all up and start over again. Or the star players that were part of that would want out to go. You know, they, they wouldn't want any time off of winning. They wouldn't trust the process. You know, I, I it, the fact that Draymond's still around is crazy in this day and age um the fact that they pulled the san antonio spurs and had like one bad year and turned it into a couple of great draft picks oh <laughs> which is side. which is going to contribute to their dynasty later okay Ugh. so 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 side note on a whole yeah. separate issue is clay thompson going to act like scotty pippen when when <clears throat> when when he's old and gray uh, that's a great. So that's that's a really really great question. He would at least have some gripe because Scott. Well, he's Scott, already he's already Scottie got gripes, Pippen, right? Yeah, he wasn't top seventy five all time, correct? Which he should so have that, been, right? Uh, you know, he he's got uh, injuries and and they're you know they've still treated him really well, but you know the spotlight has been on Steph because Clay can't even be on the court. You had. Uh, Kevin Durant come in and people kind of stopped talking about Clay. There, there are things in there that you're watching what Scottie Pippen's doing right now and saying like, oh, is is Clay going to be bitter instead of better? You know. See, and I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that for Clay. Clay is definitely see, a lot I don't more think disrespected that he would than Scottie. See, I don't think that. Clay would be like that. Only he he may have some resentment about it, but I don't think he would come at Steph like lot like that because Steph acknowledges him so and like gives him so much credit publicly that yeah. 
that I think that he would be a, a bad person if, if he if he did that. Because, because I just I, I, I want to know what's going on in Scottie Pippen's head because is it not a is it not enough to not, to be considered one of the top twenty five players to ever lace up? No, he wants to be considered the greatest of all time. He he wants to be considered equal with with Michael, but that's never going to happen. It's never it's like like you can't talk your way into that. It, it's one of those things to where people can get a better understanding of where you belong in the space of you know the all time greats. But you're not going to pass LeBron. You're not going to pass Kobe in, in people's minds, regardless of what the truth is. Because it's hard to judge how great Scottie Pippen was because he was with Jordan. And Jordan did so many heroic things in the process. And the, the great things that Scottie did did get ignored on some level. But then you look at Clay Thompson not being top 75 and Scottie definitely being top 25. Well, yeah. Like it's been acknowledged, dude. You are you are top 50 one of the and best then top 75. And again, if you whittled it down, it like who who out there in the world looks at Scottie Pippen and doesn't say like, yeah, Jordan wouldn't have six titles without him. Like I've never heard anybody say Jordan would have got it on his own ever, yeah. yep. never in a million years. Also, like I, eventually people realize that Jordan and Scottie was not Batman and Robin. It was something completely different that we don't even have a description for. Yeah. Right. And so it, you know, it, he, Pippen was not a sidekick. No. And I think that he, he has manifested more of that energy than the world did. Right. And, and if he thinks that it's Jordan that's out there pushing that, that, that Pippen was his sidekick, uh, I would just, I, I think that Jordan's probably even more annoyed that Scottie Pippen even exists than Scottie Pippen is that Jordan exists. Yeah, and that's what's crazy, dude, is that you would think that guys that built something so good together that they can enjoy it together, like Kobe and Shaq were at the at the end of, you know, at the end of things prior prior to Kobe dying. I, I think that Shaq has to at least be happy about that, that they were able to mend that fence. Um It's a gross feeling though. It because like all these awesome memories that we have are now tangled up in the like Weird. Yeah. It's like Simon and Garfunkel, right? For the for for the old whites that watch this program, <laughs> <laughs> like right. Simon and Garfunkel, the coolest harmony ever. But like, oh, those dudes hate each other, and that that sucks to think about. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought up music because last night our hearts and minds were captivated by this woman. There ain't no for our things to change when we humble. Bro, Adele was on CBS last night. Part interview with Oprah, the the concert, dude. I was mesmerized. So the cinematography or 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 art direction on it was amazing. They got the Hollywood sign in the back, the great view. They got the sunset. They they were using the Griffith Observatory, which is white during the daytime with her black dress. The contrast there. Then as it got dark, they started uh, flashing lights on the building, which it, dude, it was perfection. And but. 
then I got to thinking, why do we care about Adele so much? And my only answer that I could come up with was because she's freaking awesome, bro. Like her voice is magic. <laughs> she she is, bro, like I get like I could sit there and listen to her all day. Yeah. Oh, she <laughs> said, oh, me, baby, I'm still a child. All right. Well, don't don't go making me fall in love here. Uh, so <laughs> here's the thing. She got the one name, right? Yes. The one name is a big deal. What the hell is her last name? No idea. And that, that that's, you know. I I know Elvis's last name. <laughs> yeah. I don't know hers. You're gonna look it up and ruin the magic right now. Oh my god! Or or, or should we keep it a mi- I Oh my I god! Feel like maybe, cause, yeah. Because what if it's like uh, uh, Fotheringham or something, bro? <laughs> Some she's super got four British. names. She's got four, four names. names. Yes. Okay. A- Adele, Lori, Blue, Atkins. Ah, she could throw two of those names out. And just be Adele Blue, and that'd be perfect. Perfect. Uh, so she got the one name. Most Americans are like Anglophiles, right? They love British things. And she's British, so she's going to be popular on both sides of the pond. That's something that even like a Beyonce might not have, right? Like the Beatles got as big as they did because they were big in Europe and big in America at yeah. the same time. Yeah. It's, um, it's hard to be big and as big in both. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and people in Europe sometimes reject things that are, you know, yeah, American. Uh, okay. Exactly. So who's a bigger global superstar, Adele okay. or Beyonce? Adele. What? Yeah, bro. No way. No way. Absolutely. No way. Because Beyonce, Beyonce has Africa. Because they go there, and 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 I know that sounds like a black thing. No, because they they go perform there. Um, she's got America. Um, okay, and Adele's probably bigger in Europe, but Beyonce, if she goes to Europe, bro, she's selling out the same concert that that Adele is. The only difference is is that Adele goes on tour less, so there's a little scarcity. When did the first Destiny's Child album come out? Oh, my God, bro. Like 98, maybe. Okay, so she's been in the game a lot longer, right? Yeah. All right. So between Destiny's Child and her solo career, Beyonce has sold 178 million records, but she's done it over like a 22, 23 year period. Yeah. Okay. Uh, When did Adele's first album drop? Can you look that up for me? Uh, it was 19, so it's 30, so that's 11 years, like 11 or 12 years ago. Okay, so, and she's at about 91 million with a different sales structure, um, and and she's only done three albums. No, she, wait, no, 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 this is her first That was before album. this she, last one dropped. Yeah, yeah, right, so this is. 19, 21, 25, and now this one's going to yeah, be 30. So, so she was at 91 before this came out. That's big. bro. And, and they just put her on CBS. They just put her on basic cable to the audience of people who still buy whole albums. 
with all of the celebrities on earth sitting front row and then put her on with Oprah. Bro, do you realize she's dating Rich Paul? Yeah, so that's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. Is it the, is is that like another flex for LeBron? It's a, definitely a flex for Northeast Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, it, that, I think LeBron and his friends are like the Beatles because you talk about like Akron being like the Liverpool of the Midwest. <laughs> 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 but like, but but so the whole thing with uh, with Adele to me, she is the. Because we always have to have somebody that's up there on that pedestal. And as a female artist, to me, she took the crown that was vacated by Whitney Houston. I put her on the level of Whitney Houston. I think that Whitney Houston had a Beyonce is on Whitney Houston's level, bro. I agree with you. I agree with you. But the mass appeal of a Whitney Houston pre-Bobby Brown... Although there are some NBA teams that I think would rather deal with Bobby Brown than Rich Paul. Um, (laughs) uh, I think that like Whitney Houston pre Bobby Brown had the mass appeal to crossover. people. Just be really honest. White people love Whitney Houston, right? Yes. Love, love. She was bodyguard. Yes. She was a black princess, but they didn't know that she was hella hood though. Yeah. She had movie theaters full of white people going to see the preacher's wife. <laughs> there, like, there wasn't a white person in the whole movie. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like the, 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 I won't even get into it, but like, so you have, you, I think Whitney Houston had a lot more of the crossover appeal. Beyonce has that too. She absolutely has that too. But I think that people more identify with Adele going out there singing like wistful, broken heart songs than they do Beyonce saying, like, I'm going to put a baseball bat through your car windshield, but I'm going to stay with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> Hey, but just know, don't do it again because you might lose your life, homie. Uh-oh. And and Beyonce's intentionally divisive, which is one of the reasons that I respect her. You know, if Adele was out there, um, which I, I think that it works different for white people um, than it does for black people, because I don't think anybody would feel threatened by Adele. But when Beyonce comes out there and she's like, hey, buy from black businesses, black lives matter. Uh, if you're a, a bad apple in, you know, in the police force anywhere, we're going to throw you in the garbage disposal and turn it on. Like it's, you know, she, she, she is out there. She's drawn hard and fast lines with who she is as a person. And I think there are people that say like, oh, well, I'm on one side of this or that. So I'm, I'm out on Beyonce. And yeah, that, but that isn't necessarily even, I think, something that Adele has the ability to come out and do. True, true. And but their kids are in on Beyonce. So it is what it is. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, uh, now it is time for the best of social media, where we literally show you the best things from social media. Now, 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 now. here's the best of social media. All right, the uh, first thing up is here is Teddy Bridgewater playing quarterback. There was a fumble in the Eagles game. Darius Slay is returning it for a touchdown. And Teddy Bridgewater is on the left side of your screen. Watch this effort. Injured Eagle being helped off the floor. Teddy Bridgewater. He didn't even try to touch him, Ralph. Didn't even try to touch him. Are you okay with that? With most quarterbacks, no. Even though that wasn't his fault. If he had thrown that pick. I can see maybe even getting a little. Oh, that was a fumble. Yeah, yeah, that was a fumble. All they got to do is fall on the ground. I got, I got video of of old Peyton Manning in Denver. Somebody picking up a fumble and he just fell at their legs. Like I don't need you to like wrestle them down. But I just watched um, uh, Justin Herbert throw a pick and go uh, try to rip the defender's face off. Okay, like I don't need you to do that, but I do need you to. At least give your team a chance to win. Get in the way. Just fall on the ground. Slow them up. Stand stand up. Curl up and like just slow up. Slow them up. Yeah, that's easy for us to say. That man it's is out there. Easy for me to a, say I did it. I know. I know. I know. But that man is out there with a leg full of cadaver ligaments. <laughs> 
Like, if if it was anybody but Teddy Bridgewater, I would be a lot more upset I bet, than somebody. I would, who, I would be willing to bet that that the six million dollar man. Uh, um, <laughs> oh my God, what's his name? Uh, Alex Smith would have dove at the would have dove at his legs. Alex Smith has done. He, he doesn't have anything left. He, okay, there there are two people who I would and and Alex Smith. You know the fact that he even came back, incredible. I would not have blamed Alex Smith for not yeah. jumping in the way. Yeah, there's I, I, so we'll say three. We'll say Alex Smith. Uh, it wouldn't bother me if he did that. Teddy Bridgewater is another one, and Zach Miller. <laughs> Remember Zach Miller? Oh God, yes. Yeah. yeah. Those people. Those people are good. <laughs> Like they, if they, if it's the momentary PTSD that caused them to ease up, I don't know. Okay. Man. I, that's I one of those things. That a, probably- this this season, I would have given a pass to Baker Mayfield too because his shoulders jacked up all already. He was just playing, so I would have given yeah. him a pass only this season. I saw people comparing it to Cam Newton in the Super Bowl, but like that was, I, I don't think it's the same. I, first of all, he would not have brought him down. What that, that slow mo? So that uh, it's slow motion, and the angle makes it look like Teddy Bridgewater had a shot to tackle Darius Slay there. He does. No way, dude! Just dive at his leg, bro. Listen, at least you might trip his leg. At least try. Maybe he's looking out for Darius Slay's knee. <laughs> Man, get out of here! All right. Um, staying in the world of football, Jim Harbaugh this weekend. Look, he looks. Look at his pants, dude. The back of it. He looks like he got caught in backdraft. So, so he got his pants burned. Um, yeah. So, so he got his pants burned on one of the heaters, and this is hilarious because this happened to me while I was in college playing at Washington State. I put my foot in one of the in front of those one of those like jet engine type heaters, not the heated bench because uh, they they didn't have them at that point. Wait, yeah, they didn't have them then when I was my first time I went to Washington State, but the last time they did have them. But um, yeah, and I had my feet up like the the bottom of my feet in front of it, trying to keep keep my toes warm, and then all of a sudden my foot starts getting hot. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then so I'm like, okay. I got to take my foot from in front of the thing because it's got too uh, hot. And then I'm like, why is my foot still heating up? Bro, I had to sit down. The plastic on the bottom of my shoes had caught fire and started to melt. So it burned my feet. during. I had to change cleats during the game because my feet foot was because the cleat had melted I had to take my shoes off but I had to do it in a way that I didn't have to put my feet on the ground so then my socks didn't get wet bro it was a disaster is this man wearing long johns is that oh. why we're not is it is he wearing long johns or is he like got a no, pair of Lula. tights okay he got Lula row on under his khakis <laughs> he has on some Jordan tights under there man it's cold outside <laughs> It's cold outside. Um, hey, I get it. I've, I, I've, uh, I'm about to have my first like actual winter in about 20 years. I'm not excited about it. Right. I might be wearing pants under pants too. Hey, hey, I'm not mad. All right. The next thing is this is a throwback that is the gift that keeps on giving. 
So you guys remember when Fergie sang the national anthem and the Warriors, the whole team laughed and Josh Duhamel, her ex-husband, tried to come to her defense and that didn't work? Well, there's now a book about it. The Star Spangled Banner, Fergie. can you see by the dawn's early What's so proudly wail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight? Bro, that is hilarious because they did <laughs> what she they made the book about what she said, not the actual lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner, which makes it even more hilarious, bro. This is insanity and I love it. Would you buy it? No, hell no. It well, I, the <laughs> only way I would buy that book is if the book actually was was like those played expensive the song? car. Yes, if the book played played the song, got you. Oh, for sure. You're taking that out. Anytime anybody comes over to your house, you're taking that out and showing them. I bu- I made the mistake of buying a joke children's book. Uh, when I had my two oldest kids were very young, that book Go the F to Sleep. Yes. Right. And then now, like, what what am I going to put it on display? Like, I got to hide it. Because I have four kids <laughs> Somebody now. Bought One of them might pick it up too. and read it. Yeah. Mitch Mitch Marshawn bought that for me and and the fam. And then we're we're like, bro, I can't I can't read this to the uh, kids. Yeah. It's funny once, and then it's just in your house, and you run the risk of like your kid either finding it and saying language that they shouldn't say, or or thinking that you think something to them that you don't. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. All right, uh, last thing from the best of social media. You have uh, Stephen Curry acting up. Shoots a three-pointer, looks at the crowd, points, and then the three-pointer goes in. Listen, I'm a big believer that hum- that Steph is a humble person and, you know, good God-fearing man. But that's not humility, buddy. You have an ego the size of the earth for you to be able to do that. And confidence through, like, his confidence is through the stratosphere, bro. <laughs> that's some Icarus stuff. <laughs> that's getting those wax wings a little too close to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> bro. Bro, he's literally fl- yes, he's flying close to the sun. Is it probably the second funniest thing he's done to somebody in the front row at one of his games? Uh, right behind throwing his mouthpiece off someone's face. Yes, bro. Remember when he did that, yes, bro, and, bro, and then tried to say it was an accident, like he's not Hawkeye in real life, bro. This, this shot and. I have, I remember talking to Gilbert Arenas about this, about because I asked him, I was like, bro, why couldn't you score when you went to Orlando? And we're close enough friends for us for me to be able to ask that question, because otherwise that I mean, it might have been met with a bad <laughs> response. But I was like, bro, why couldn't you score? You might have you got the Javaris Crittenden treatment. <laughs> yeah. So and he said, because when I, when I was in Washington, it didn't matter what shot I shot. 
I wasn't coming out of the game. And as soon as I went to Orlando, yeah, my knee was hurt some, but it, but I was feeling like I was going to get snatched out of the game. Ah, uh, okay. And yeah. it screws up your confidence and how you play because now you're like worried, like, oh, is this going to get me in trouble? Is this a bad shot or this or this or this? And then it's a disaster. Yeah, killer whale in the ocean, killer whale at Sea World. That's that's the difference. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, you guys, that is Reister or Wrong for the day. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Make sure you share it. Catch you guys on Wednesday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.